Hey, this is Anthony from the Red Dwarf podcast, The Scutticast, and you are listening to Apotheosis of a Bombast. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 62 of an apotheosis of a bombast. I am your legendary host, Elder McManus, and joining me is a slightly older man, Scott Copperman. How are you, Scott? Eh? What's that you say? Yeah, you're getting on Eh? Oh my god, I'm so old. Is it true, now local police have found you walking up and down your local... um, beach with just a mac on and every time you see a nice little young lady or young man you open up your trench coat and say looky looky <laughs> have you reached that point yet no no but i have found quite a number of pennies on the beach as i stand out there in my hat and my bermuda shorts my sandals with my metal detector every day oh gold it's my early retirement and someone else on the well, at the other end of the scale range of ages is a guest producer who we've had on before. It's the wonderful Kalein. Hi there, and I'm someone who does wander up and down beaches in my trench coat flashing. <laughs> Good How's man. it going? I resent you and your youth, your youthfulness. Exactly, yeah, sometimes I, I skip along the beach in my trench coat, which is <laughs> flapping behind me. I think I've seen that on YouTube. Just wearing Nike Air Max, bounding around. I'm walking on air. <laughs> well, so here we are. It's mid-September. We're finally going to be getting back into a bit of a rhythm here. I know the, the summer months and, and birthday season and stuff kind of threw things kind of in a wrench. But um, the live show's in the book. We're in the 60s now. And we have our special guest producer to help us get going here. Matt, you're at school now. At college. At college, yes. So, what do you have? Uh, what do you have in a daily routine? Do you, do you have classes most of the day, or, or just a bit of the day? Actually, I've only had two lessons for the past two days, which has been pretty sweet. Oh. Like, this is like my first week of college. I, tomorrow, I have until about eleven o'clock, and then the rest of the day is my own to flash as I see fit. Really? <laughs> what What are you actually doing at college then? Um, well, because I'm in my A-level year now, I do three lessons, or three subjects. Um, but I, I, I should have an extra one, which is supposed to be an extension study, but the one that I wanted, apparently the class was full. So, I don't know whether I'm going to end up with another two lessons on top of my 12 I have already. It's, it's confusing. But still, either way, I, I won't have that many lessons. 12 lessons? Oh, is that a week? Uh, yeah, it's four, four in each subject, I think. I haven't actually counted. I haven't looked at my timetable beyond the lesson which I have next, basically. Wow. That's how I'm... That's how we walk. That's how I'm doing it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm petrified I'm going to show up at the classroom I had last year and it'll just be a different class in there. And um, I'll have to back out and it will be very embarrassing, I'm sure. <laughs> so what, what, what do you do in between all the, the wonderful lessons that you have to do? Do you just sit around uh, eating pizza? Go home, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> and well, all of my um, all of my free periods have kind of fallen on around lunchtime. So I've got like a big three-hour block to do whatever. So I just come home, switch on the laptop. I've actually been quite studious and I've actually done work and things. I've got a project to do as well. But <laughs> once that's out of the way, then the time is basically my own. That's wrong. Except when I need to. Except when I need to study for exams and things. What's the matter with you, man? You should be playing Xbox or PlayStation or DS or fooling around with young ladies or young men or whatever you want to do. You see, I I I make big plans to do work, and then I kind of don't. (laughs) Like this, like this morning, not this morning, this afternoon time. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go home, I might go for a run, and then I'll spend the rest of the time finishing on off this project. It's, I've got to have 5,000 words. I had 3,000. Um, it got to about half an hour before I needed to be back into college. And um, 
I'd only just started writing all the words that I needed to. I got about <laughs> 200 done. Yeah, the rest of the time was literally just spent surfing the internet. That's what happens. I've done that many times. You know, two hours to go turns into a quarter of an hour to go. And then you start thinking of excuses. Should I spend the time trying to fix it and get it done? Or should I start trying to think of excuses and how I can get myself an extension? And Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, this is like a first draft. It should have been in on the 10th, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I've given myself a new deadline of the end of the week. Oh, there you go. And here you are fooling around on the internet with us, old fogies. I know, I know. I had, I had other big plans because I finished at 3 o'clock today. So I was going to come home and just get these 1,500 words done and out of the way. And then I went in, in town with um, a couple of my friends. Um, and then we went back to her house and watched YouTube videos, um, like the 160 best Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes. And then I got wet, ate some pizza, and now I'm here. Wow. That's a full day. That's awesome. That, that is my day. It's been... um. Very eventful. I also had philosophy and classics, so there has been some brain learning done. Mm. <laughs> well, that's why you don't sound you don't sound convinced that. Um, I, oh dear, my headphones have exploded. I, it's I, fine. I went to college, but I didn't faff around like you did. I was looking forward to going to college and having all the the faffing around time that was due to me, but. I never really got it. I was gutted. Now you're doing it wrong. No, I was. I had. A, have you got a job at the moment then? Um, I do actually. All over the summer, basically. See, I'm taking now as my summer holiday because I didn't really have one because I was either working at Chesington World of Adventures, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I oh, I don't know if I should be saying that. They were very strict about oh, don't have pictures of you in your uniform going up on Facebook. Really? Or, but I, it's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're not allowed to wear a uniform home. Hang on a second. Where'd he go? I don't know. <laughs> I can't see him. <laughs> I can't see him either, and, and I'm actually in the same country as him. Oh my gosh. It's that cat again. Sorry, no, it's not. Oh, sh- sh- he's back, he's back. Never mind. Oh, okay. Hi. We weren't talking about you. No, no, no. We were, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Mm. fine, fine yes. cheeses. They're they're always fun. Flying Jesus. I said fine cheeses, but flying cheeses as well. Fine, fine Jesus would be good. Find Jesus. Um. All right, wait a minute. I'm on the uh, Chessington World of Adventure website here to see what Matt actually does. Uh, so it's like a a zoo, a wild animal park. Oh no no no! It's it's got a zoo like inside the whole complex, but there's also rides and things, and that's what I work with. I don't get I don't get to like press the bu- well I I get to press the button which tells the person in the box that they can press a button to make the ride go. That's like the most responsibility that I have. Oh, okay. you're you're the Both guy. I have to like check people's bars. I I, I I'm the guy who asks you to wait. Hmm. Not at the end of the queue, but like just before the end of the queue, so that like have a little chat. How's your day going? All right, you can go in and finish your queue so you can get on the ride. I'm that guy. Ah. For which ride, or do they rotate you around? Um, I was trying to find you some pictures. I'm looking at uh, Dragon's Fury. Oh no, I don't do that one. I do the Vampire. Uh, Vampire, see that? Yes. I shouldn't yeah. just type vampire into Google because then twilight happens. <laughs> Get ready for a flight of fright as you shoot like a bat out of hell through the skies across the treetops. That's the only ride at Chessington I can go on. I can do the runaway mine train, but the vampire ride's about as leery as I get. I can't do anything else. Oh, we get like four-year-olds going on it. I know. Or, well, maybe six-year-olds. <laughs> Here we are. Here's, here's another one. Elves, uh, ah. Yeah, Elton, you you might be able to deal with this one as well. What one's this? I'm I'm just copying the link. Give me. Come on! Oh, I got them all in front here. We got uh, the rattlesnake, Ramsey's revenge, the monkey swinger. Nope. 
Monkey Swinger actually makes me nervous. We have rides like that here. Just because it's not the, the fact you're swinging around. It's one of those deals where you're, it's like a mushroom top kind of spins around and there's old style kid swings um, attached by chain. It just spins around and you whee, go around and around and around. But what scares me always is the rickety nature of the ride itself. And then there's always that misfit who's like trying to crash the swings together as you go around. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sitting over in the back going, stop kicking my chair. Stop kicking my chair. Then you start to reach at him because you want to grab him and that just gets you swinging. All kinds of mayhem ensues. I'm sorry that these links are so massive. They, they are uh, like the world's biggest links. Google addict. Why don't you just go to the Chessington site? Uh, I, maybe <laughs> I don't know. I've I've never I've only been there to apply for the job. <laughs> oh God! It made noises at me. Somebody's happy about fifteen pound entry. <laughs> oh, the website? Yes. It, yeah. Did you guys get it to scream at you? Yes, I got yes. the the monkey sounds and jungle noises. So, have you? Have you caught anyone doing any naughty stuff on any of the rides or in the toilets or a- any dangerous stuff that you- you've gone? Ha- um, hello, I found a wheel here. This this <laughs> this should be on the car, surely. And they've rattled off, and your manager's like, "Yeah, don't worry about that. It's all right. Be fine. We'll put it on next time round." Now, again, I'm not sure how how far I should go with this because, I mean, you've announced my my name and surname. You know, I, I've announced my place of employment. Um, um, well, let, let's take it this way. If you, if you, there was an inquiry and you were called in as a witness, you don't have to be specific, but would you have something that you could share that would be incriminating? I've, I've heard of shenanigans occurring, mm-hmm. um, but, um, I've never been a part of or been privy to any of these shenanigans. <laughs> what you could say is, uh, my friend John did not stand up on that ride and show his bottom off as it took a picture of his bottom as we went down the log flume. Yeah, um, I can't say, I can neither confirm nor deny the, uh, the John showing his bottom story. <laughs> you know, this is quite amusing to me because it is actually someone who I work with called John, and I can't really imagine showing his bottom off at anyone. And John did not dip his bottom into the baked bean vat. No. Is that a yes? No. Are you trying to tell me some coded messages here as well? I, I'm just saying that is he did John, not is do John this. your code name for Elton? No. No, I, I wouldn't did... do that. No way. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so yeah, that that's where I've spent most of my summer. It's a it's a world of adventures, all right. <laughs> but no, I went to um. There was an award ceremony uh, last night, and that was quite fun. Sort of everyone was going off to uni, and um, yeah, I didn't win any awards. Oh, but um, not yeah. You, you didn't. Who who won best line keeper? Um the. the Best was wait a minute. Was that best lion keeper or best lion keeper? Uh, um, let let's go for lion. I I did say lion, but after that, then we'll jump onto lion keeper. <laughs> no, I was gonna say the the zoo people didn't have anything to do with this thing last night. It was a a solely like the the rides and the um, cleaning stuff all uh, together. Were they no, looking no over the big so, fence? looking at you guys getting all your awards and ceremonies and we should be getting Oh, no, no, awards. it was after the park had closed, which made it super creepy walking back because it was all in dark and some of the lights were on, some of the lights were green and that was weird. It was like you just looked to the right and everything would just be bathed in an eerie green glow. Ooh. It's like, yeah, if, if we got attacked by a, a murdering knifeist, then, <laughs> then that's the direction that we would run because... That's where it would all look creepiest. It was um, it was odd. Do you get like going, to go on the rides? School hours are over. Sorry. No, uh, sort of. Sometimes you have to test them in the morning. Um, but by the time everyone's gone home, no one wants to stick around any longer than they have to. Yeah. We've already we've already closed. We've already got everyone in the queue on the ride. We've already cleaned the ride. 
by that time it's like seven o'clock and we just want to go home yeah um but sometimes in our briefing we get to go on go on things which is a good way to wake up i suppose we got a snake in one of our briefings that was fun got to hold a snake never rub the rub a snake the wrong way it's weird it's and that's not a euphemism the skin is smooth in one direction right and then it's very rough going the other I just kept on expecting like to take my hand away and it just be like covered in the scales. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not like a mole. You know, a mole's hair it goes both ways. The nap of the, the hair on, on a mole is it, it goes both ways so you can actually go through a tunnel forwards and then when it digs itself backwards, the hair moves the other way so it's nice and smooth. Uh, mole mole facts. Your, there we go. Your mole knowledge um astounds me. Yes. So you did learn something in college. Yes, on my mole course, where I was doing mole Molology. Yeah. And burrowing. <laughs> anyway. Well, we're happy to have you. and uh, we Happy to be here. I'm glad. We have a couple things to, to kind of talk about and share. Elton, did you have anything in particular you wanted to, to bring to the table? Um, well, first off, I want to say thank you to... Darren Barnard. Uh, I I went to uh, Darren's birthday bash up, up in London, and Lee from the Black Dog Podcast was there, Brad from Happy Times was there, Lucky Minty on Twitter was there, and lots of people from uh, Geek Planet Online were there, and we had a fabulous time just drinking ale and jumping around like silly fools, really. <laughs> cool. But that that was good. That was fun. Uh, we spent the first hour I got there. Everyone was kind of trolleyed by the time I got there, so it was a little bit awkward because everyone's like really drunk and I'm not. And I'm like, oh, hi, yes, and oh, and cuddling me and weird stuff. Don't touch me. Don't get away. And <laughs> um, we we ended up talking about cow facts for the first hour or so. Apparently, who we- doesn't? Well, we were trying to work out if cow tipping actually exists, and someone there had been cow tipping. And then Brad said that all cows sit down facing north, which I found that weird. And then someone said, you can take cows upstairs, but you can't take cows downstairs. I've heard that. Yeah. Apparently that It always happened. comes up. Yeah. Hmm? Go ahead. It, it happened when there was a flood somewhere, and all the farmers thought, hang on, our cows are outside. Let's take them upstairs. And so they took them upstairs. And once all the water had receded and gone away, okay, let's get these cows downstairs. And they'll stand at the top of the stairs. Moo. Okay, they're not coming downstairs. I can't. Apparently their knees are designed wrong. God designed <laughs> them without the thought of stairs. But you can tip the cow and then they'll just fall down the stairs. That's if it exists. Oh, okay. I'm not too it sure. It does exist. It's on the internet. I'm copying the link again. Give me, give me a sec. <laughs> there we are. Okay. You, you guys go crazy with that. I'm, I'm going to have to check out cow tipping now. There's virtual cow tipping. I, I don't want to do virtual cow tipping. I really want to tip a cow. But yeah, we, we spent um, a good hour or so talking about cow facts. Uh, and then... We saw a drunken man walking home, and he was, you know how students, when they get really, 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 really drunk, and they literally stagger everywhere, and he was staggering up and down the roads, left, right, and center, and so I decided to hum the tune, and then we had 12 (laughs) people doing that song as he walked up and down the road, spinning around, and then nearly getting run over by a taxi. So... There we go. You didn't think at any point that you might like point this guy in the right direction and just like give him a little shove. It it was yeah we did just before he stepped in front of the taxi, <laughs> and the taxi skidded to a halt and he put his hand on the bonnet and felt his way around the taxi <laughs> and then continued, and then he disappeared into a dark alley. So I'm assuming he got home nice and safely. <laughs> but apart from that, hang on. Let me, oh, pause. Let me send you this link, this one here. I was 
I was going to say the cow tipping thing always comes up on the last day of school. It's like, oh, what should we do? I know. Let's get a cow and lead it up to the top of the tallest building on the school. And that'll be hilarious because no one will get it down. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Great plan. Let's just sink this through again, though. You want to get a cow. What? It's like, yeah, I know a guy. He's a farmer. It's fine. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we just take it up the lift, leave it there. So cows can use lifts then? That's good. If you, like, push it in there. I don't trust and cows, press though. the button for I really don't trust cows. With dogs, you can tell when they're happy or sad. Their ears go back, or their tails wag. With a cat, the heckles come up, their their tail po- pokes up, or it licks its feet, and that's... Birds, they look at you funny, but cows, they just look at you exactly the same way, whether they're Annoyed, happy, sad, cheesed off, or milking. They just look at you exactly the same way. You know when a cow is cheesed off. I've, because I'm I'm an explorer, um, and I do quite a bit of walking in the countryside and things, and it just so happened that at one point, I don't think our route expressly dictated that we should walk through this field full of cows, but we did, for whatever reason. Um, and we jumped over the gate, and this cow like looked at us, reared up. I think it was a bull, actually. It reared up, and me and my friend just spun around and bolted over the fence again. <laughs> I, that was scary. Wow. Yeah, and I'm at the time I wasn't particularly fit, so vaulting over the fence wasn't exactly a. <laughs> That's a guy playing a piano on a cruise ship. That's awesome. Sorry. I used, yes, I've read about a minute into that. I was in the middle of my story, and the guy just like, zoomed past playing the piano. Oh, dear. Anyway. Well, the yeah, the, the link I, I just sent the guys, uh, it's a CCT footage of a P&O cruise liner in a freak stall, and it just goes absolutely mental on this uh, page. It's, it's been quite famous over here. Uh, it all starts off ki- calmly, and then the receptionist ends up disappearing behind the counter for all intents and purposes and then around about a minute into the actual video oh hang on it's playing yeah about a minute into the video this box with a man attached to it flies across the room and it does look like he's playing the piano <laughs> now did you catch the woman who hit the the pillar yes oh she smacked bang into it oh Didn't yeah it's a video of i guess a cruise ship got caught in a storm and got uh, pitched left and right because the waves were coming from the side and it's uh, literally right out of the movies it's <laughs> lean to the left everything falls that way lean to the right everything falls that way you know kind of like uh, the old Star Trek and, and old 60s TV shows where alright we're going to turn everybody lean <laughs> now let's simulate and the camera turns and the, everybody shifts their weight to one side and now, hard to the other side. Yeah. Everybody learns. <laughs> and the, the guy stumbles and crashes into one wall and stumbles and crashes into the other. It looks like that guy's playing a piano, though. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, there, there are... You can tell when the boat's reached its... It, it's gone from one side to the other, and you can tell people are walking from left to right, and as it levels off, there's a woman oh. that walks along, and she's like... Oh, it's okay. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, hang on. And it just tips the other way. I wouldn't like to be it's on It's just there. that moment of panic when it's like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm in the middle of the floor. All the boxes are to come back. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh. Do, do Probably you, any... shouldn't be laughing at this. No, shouldn't be laughing, but we're, we're going to. Um... <laughs> Get the piano, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is a piano. Like It hits the guy and it just spins around, I think. See, I want sound on it just to see way. what he's playing. <laughs> I think it's funny. The people on the floor who are just kind of sliding back and forth. Well, there's. it looks like there's a copper at the very beginning. Hang on. Should we, should we all play it at the same time? Okay. Let me, let me get to the beginning. Right, I'm at the beginning. I'm, I'm about to hit the replay button. Okay. Oh, last time I did this, it, it screwed up, though. It's okay. We, we can do this. It would be good. Scott, you ready? Yep. Okay, you ready? On three, two, one, go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. 
Okay, right, the guy's standing at the till. I'm not going to commentate all the way through it. And he disappears. Now, there's there's that, that man behind the pillar now, walking funny with the tire. There's the one heavyweight guy who's like a mime walking into the wind. He's like leaning <laughs> forward and going nowhere. Oh, like the guy in the hat, he was doing the same thing. Yeah. This this fellow with the tie, he's like a superhero. He, yeah. he, he's protecting he's, that he's lady. He's like, come over to me, I will shelter you. I will hold you. In my gut. And there he goes. And then he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady's knocked herself out. And the other ladies, you'll be okay. There's no chairs around here. Oh, hang on. There's all the chairs here. And now a piano. Oh, God. <laughs> so there were more than 2,300 people on the boat. And people suffered broken ribs and limbs, a fractured pelvis, a broken collarbone. And one woman suffered uh, broken ribs and a ruptured kidney. You tell me... After I just said how hilarious it was. That's right. <laughs> I can watch that again and again. Sorry. It's really bad. That's from 2008. July 2008. Yeah. Oh, that's not so bad because everyone's better now. So it's cool. Either they're better or they're dead from their injuries. So it's okay. Anyway, yes. I, 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 can, see, I can see the headlines tomorrow, you know. Matt Killane, employee, former employee of Chainsaw World of Adventures, laughs. Uh, tragic, tragic victims of the cruise liner storm. <laughs> anything else, Elton? Uh, anything else? Yes, there was one other story I wanted to hit. Hang on a sec. Let me. Is let me it Otter learns to swim in a bathtub? Pardon? <laughs> Is it Otter learns to swim in a bathtub? No. It's my related videos. There's also the world's biggest chocolate bar. This might warrant closer inspection. Yep, I have that too. Where's that? It's on the right side of the link you sent us. Is it? Oh no. Oh, go on. Oh, okay, what, what, what should we do? Otter or bath uh, or the chocolate bar? I clicked on the chocolate one, but it's showing me an advert. Oh, okay. Well, I'll let you do that one after I've done this one. Oh, uh, maybe we should do, like, the chocolate and otter simultaneously and see what kind of freeform jazz we can <laughs> come up with. Well, the, this next story that I've sent is a, a stray... Stray... I said it again. A stranded whale is put to death. A terminally ill whale has become stranded near the Australian harbour and had to be blown up by authorities. It was really, really sick. It beached itself. And the only way to actually put it out of its misery, they decided, was... Hang on, how much... Dynamite. How much <laughs> gelatine was it? They used gelatine in sandbags. I can't remember how much they used... They used a half half a kilo. Yeah, half a kilo of gelatine. They packed it around the whale's head, and then exploded its brain. Of course, their main priority had always been to treat the animal as humanely as possible, while nature, aka the the, the explosives, took took its course. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> it was a controlled implosion into the whale's cranium. Oh, if it was controlled implosion, that's fine. An uncontrolled explosion, that's completely different. Well, there there is a video on YouTube of a different one that they tried the same thing because a whale had got itself stranded on a beach after, well, it had died on the beach and then it had started to rot and stinking and uh, flies and all that stuff that comes with a dead whale on your beach. And so they tried to blow this one up as well. They'd done exactly the same thing. They used dynamite on it and they blew this thing up on the YouTube video. The whale disappears. Oh no. They were left with 12 tons of scattered whale and uh. only half of it got separated. So then they had to dig a big hole and then shove it into the hole. Did they not figure that that would happen anyway? Well, at what point do you think, oh, if I explode something, then it just, just disappears, it evaporates? Well, in the video games, they blow up and then it fades away over the span of about five seconds. It respawns in the sea somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> Minus one heart. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to get into the whale's head now. It's on the beach. It's quite sick. And then you've got army guys coming up to it, putting little packages on its head. And he must be thinking, oh. I've been drafted. It, it's giving it's like, me a beret. It's like a sacred whale. Wow. I'm in the foreign legion. I no, I'm it. imagining 
I'm imagining that bit from um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where the whale's hurtling towards the ground, and it's like, oh, what is this big thing? Maybe it'll be my friend. But, you know, he's like, <laughs> oh, okay, th- these must be like the human doctors come to administer to my wounds. And, uh, yeah, then he just ends up with a blown-up head. <laughs> or, or quite a big dent in his head. I'm still alive! It really hurts! Don't push me into a hole in the beach. <laughs> They're covering sand on me now. It's getting in the, in the, the wound. It's really hurting. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that, that's well. all I've really got for you. I found another story about a woman getting wedged in a, um, a chimney, but I might do that later. Okay, we'll hold on for that one. Well, we had mentioned in our live show the idea of movies with similar plots. Now, Matt, you didn't actually catch the live show yet. So I'm sorry. That's all right. All we really got were some suggestions. But the idea was movies like The Prestige and The Illusionist or Deep Impact and Armageddon. And, you know, where it seemed like within a year, two studios had released basically the same film or maybe like a, a rejected draft version of one film was turned into a film by another company. You know, you write a script and then... Gets rejected, so you take it somewhere else, and they make that movie anyway. So I have a list of a couple of those. Maybe we can uh, talk about them, see if you've seen either or both, and and uh, you know which one you think is better of the two. Yeah, go for um, it. Let's see. Well, uh, Ants and Bugs Life. Those are two cartoons from 1998. You know, Bugs Life is a Pixar movie. Ants is. Um, like a Woody Allen-y kind of movie. Is that DreamWorks that did Ants? I think so. Ants has uh, Sylvester Stallone as like the friend of, of the little ant. Do you recognize either of them? Yes. Yeah, I I remember watching both of them. I remember also getting them confused with each other. I think... I'm not too sure what one I preferred. I think it was A Bug's Life that I preferred out the two. A Bug's Life is definitely the lighter of the two. You know, that had, I think, Dave Foley was the main character and, you know, all the usual Pixar stuff to yeah. it. It probably hasn't had as much of the marketing that goes on the way most Pixar movies have. Uh, both did well in the movies. Um, Ants brought in $90 million for DreamWorks. Bugs Life brought in $162 million. They're both in the 90s on Rotten Tomatoes. But they're... Well, they're they're clearly similar. What did you think of them then? Me, I I thought Ants was kind of more geared toward adults, and A Bug's Life was more cutesy. Yeah. The actual creatures in Ants are kind of more chiseled features. Wow, more chiseled features, and uh, <laughs> they look look a little more sinister, a little less toyish and and kid friendly. Don't you find that with DreamWorks though? It yeah. is a little bit. Uh, slightly chiselled, very much like um, oh, what's the one with the zebra in it and the giraffe? Madagascar. Madagascar. Yes. Yeah, I like the actual animation to it, but probably well, Madagascar is the only one that I I really do like. But I I'm not a big fan of Shrek. I can't stand Shrek at all. I won't won't even think about watching it. Well, there's Madagascar, and then there's The Wild, which is another movie where a group of zoo animals are out in the wild and in the jungle and too domestic to get by. They have to adapt and find their inner animal. (laughs) Can I quickly weigh on, weigh in on um, Ants and a Bug's Life before we get onto the films, which I haven't seen because I'm guessing this is probably going to be the only pair. Um, But I was five. Sorry to make you guys feel old. (laughs) I was about five when both these films came out. Um, God's sake, so I, why are we uh, doing this huh? show with him? Oh my god. <laughs> um, so, Five. I've seen A Bug's Life a lot more than um, Ants. I think I only saw Ants once. Mm-hmm. Maybe then only about two-thirds of it. Literally, all I can remember of it is, um, I think, like the first scene is a flashback. And someone gets their head blown off. And <laughs> but they're still able to talk or something. <laughs> And like they're given like a heart as a heart death speech, just their head, maybe, to I assume it's the main character that Woody Allen plays, Z. 
Um, whereas with a bug's life, I have sort of fond memories of it. You know, the ladybird who's very manly and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know they don't think they're both about ants, but they don't seem to be have much past that in common, as far as I can remember. No, I would agree. I don't remember it's... anyone's head being blown off in a bug's life. <laughs> no, but just the idea that how many ant movies have been made in the last 60, me- 60 years and they've made two in the same year. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, here's a pair you may have seen. Uh, the Truman Show with Jim Carrey and Ed TV. I've seen The Truman Show. I've seen The Truman Show. Ah. Ed TV is is another... You know, it's it's not the same movie. They go different directions, but... Again, it's unusual that in the same year, two movies with the same idea of of someone having their whole life on TV, being the subject of a TV show, come up. Your Truman show, Truman is adopted by a corporation as an infant. He's raised on television. He's lived his whole life not realizing that he's the star of a show in in, in a fake world. In Ed TV, uh, Matthew McConaughey is someone who sells the rights to televise his life to like a reality TV show and um, then comes to regret that decision as it becomes intrusive. And, and you know, did you not see that coming? Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people who sell parts of their lives don't see that coming. But for the again, different plots in a lot of ways, but at the same time, strange that the same idea came out twice within one year and they're the only films like that that do you think it's the, the studios getting wind of what they each other is doing and so they have to respond with a very similar film to counteract the the, the other person the, the film the other per- but, people are putting out but they must have to get wind of it way before the film actually comes out to make it to release it in the same year though well yeah surely I, there's scripts knocking around everywhere they go to surely scripts go yeah. to lots of different places don't they well, that's I. I think that it comes from, you know, I'm, I'm a head of a studio. We have an idea for a film about. Uh, we want to do something with reality TV. So, uh, Elton, why don't you give me a pitch? Matt, you give me a pitch. I pick the one I want to go with, and the other person says, oh, I, I still like that idea. I think I can do something with it, and you go take it somewhere else." Yeah, I'll be copying all of Matt's ideas. <laughs> well, one of the big ones. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I was six years old when um, Ed TV came out, and I was 12 years old when Madagascar came out. So I was playing along at home. We'll go more recent then. The Illusionist and The Prestige. The Illusionist is about a, a magician. Edward Norton plays the main character. I'd say it's probably set in the same time period as The Prestige, which features Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. I haven't seen either of these. Ah. Oh. Well, of the two, I like The Prestige better. Uh, I I think the key... Uh, we can't really talk about them much then, because they are they each have kind of a... Oh, wow, gotcha, kind of expended... Ex- they each have a very wow, kind of surprise, gotcha kind of ending, so... Okay. Um, I will say they're... Again, similar contexts, gone different directions. Both are worth watching on Netflix. The Prestige, probably more than The Illusionist, but cool. both are good. Uh, well, there's. I was 13. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's 100 movies that are that um, adult and son or adult and daughter kind of swapping lives and swapping, swapping brains for a minute. Yeah. So we don't need to go through those. There were. Um, in the 80s, there was Turner and Hooch and the movie K-9 with James Belushi. Yep. I only know about Turner and Hooch from Scrubs. I, I've seen both. I don't remember a- either of them, though. Again, it, to have an idea that you have a policeman and his dog sidekick, okay. But for them both to come out, <laughs> both come out in 1989... Again, it just seems kind of like, yeah, just someone had the same idea. Uh, Deep Impact and Armageddon. Two movies about asteroids hitting the Earth. and Armageddon always follows Deep Impact. 
Well, Armageddon is uh, a different tone. Deep Impact is a, a much sadder kind of story. More about people coming to terms with it. Where Armageddon is more of an action movie about people trying to stop what may or may not be inevitable. Isn't Armageddon very sort of like Ura, real American yes. oil driller? Bruce goes Willis goes up in space and. Nasty space asteroid. Yeah. I saw both of these at the cinema and. I I remember I enjoyed Armageddon more at the time, but as time's gone on, Armageddon is a pile of um nice word. Yes, I know Cr- what you mean. Yeah, crap, basically. And Deep Impact it is it's slightly up on the crapometer, but it, it, I don't know, it it sort of wore me down and it is quite a nice film at the end of it. Not much to say about it really, but <laughs> You probably didn't see Volcano. Uh, Dante's Peak is another movie that came out the exact same time. I've about seen a volcano. volcano. Have you? With Tommy Lee Jones? I've certainly seen a film which involved people running away from lava, which doesn't make for particularly riveting viewing. No. Was it Pierce Brosnan in it, or was it... I can't remember. Or the, the girl from Terminator? Was it Sarah Connor from the first Terminator movie? I don't know. I'm sorry. It was at my nan's. It was probably years ago. I was probably about seven. <laughs> yeah, let, let's 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 play that game again. Volcano. Oh, you can tell me what year it came out. Oh, I don't have it. Ninety-seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was. I was. I was young. They were both uh, iffy kind of movies. We had uh, two Mars movies from 2000: Mission to Mars, and you also had Red Planet. Red Planet was with Val Kilmer. Uh, Mission to Mars, I think, had... Uh, is it Tim Robbins? I think I th- so. Yeah, I think it's Tim Robbins in it. And it's also got... Uh, who's the the English cocky guy in Ocean's Eleven? I can't remember his name now. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Mission to Mars is where the guy is floating above Mars. And they're, they're in peril. I I actually went to the cinema and paid money to see that, and it was guff. It was horrible. Right, Mission to Mars takes place mainly in the ship. Red Planet happens mainly on the planet. Yeah. It's like Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guff. Don't go watching that. Again, Matt, they, Matt was came in March. Four. One in November. Let's see. Whenever, whenever you add the, the suffix on Mars to anything, I think that kind of makes it... At least intriguing. <laughs> he was like, "Man goes to get his shopping on Mars." Well, we had two movies released here in 2004 about uh, the 18-year-old daughter of the president of the United States becoming so frustrated with the constant protection of the Secret Service that she's going to rebel and go out and hang with the common people. There was Chasing Liberty, which had Mandy Moore in it. And first daughter, which had uh, Katie Holmes. Oh. With the girl called Liberty in the first film. I believe it was. Funny, funny pun. <laughs> it's It sucked slightly less than first daughter, is the, the commentary. It makes me want to pull my eyes out and stick them in my ears, so I can't <laughs> either see it or hear it. Uh, let's see what other ones we have here. Um, Abyss, Leviathan, and Deep Star 6, all underwater kind of aliens type movies. Mm. Deep Star 6 was wicked. I remember renting that uh, years and years ago. Matt was probably, oh, may, maybe minus four or something. Well, they all came out in 1989 within four months of each other. Yeah. And again, it's the same, you know, ooh, we underwater in some sort of research station and we find alien life and yeah, zaniness deep, ensues. Deep Star <laughs> 6 is a, a proper B slash C horror movie and it's got the one of the bad guys out of Robocop in it. That's all I remember. He get, he gets imploded into a, <laughs> a shuttle which is awesome way to go but I know which actor you mean. Mm. I can't think who he is but I can't think of his name. But yeah, I'm uh, loving this tagline. Not all aliens come from space. Right. Save your last breath to scream. 
Dun, dun, dun. Is that if from Deep Star 6? not underwater, no one can hear you uh, scream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Deep Star 6. Let's see. I remember this in 1994. There were two movies about the American Old West. There was Tombstone and Wyatt Earp. Each star-studded cast. Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer in one. Dennis Quaid and Kevin Costner and Gene Hackman in the other. But they both came out uh, within six months of each other. Basically the same premise. Don't think I've seen either of them. Yeah, well, it's it's a very American subject film. Do people have an interest in the American Old West there? Cowboys and all that stuff? I love cowboys. Sorry. <laughs> that um, might come off a bit strong. Like, but that, have, that's a new ringtone for me. Have either of you two got... Um, an Xbox? Yes. Or a PS3? Yes. <laughs> good, good. Um, have you played uh, Red Dead Redemption yet? No. No. It's it's brilliant. You, you should go get it. It made me realize that I do, in fact, actually love cowboys. <laughs> For real. I'll have to go do that. You could say that all day. It won't get boring, really. Yeah, no, no, no. I've got about halfway through this game no I think I finished this game and then I went downstairs and I watched um, some Clint Eastwood movies it was, it was a good day anyway there's a, a number of other movies out there um, most of which I'm sure you guys haven't seen but uh, you know, we, we had mentioned in the live show that if anyone had any ideas to, to let us know we, I think we've talked about pretty much all of them but if, if you guys have any others we haven't mentioned do send them to us at bombastpodcast at gmail.com all right. Anybody have anything else they want to throw in here? Final thoughts? Things to share? You can't tell by my frantic typing. I can tell there's something. Robocop the musical. All right. Let's check that out. It might be. When one of the comments says, this is why the internet was created. But wait, wait there's more. We've also got... There's Rambo the musical. Yes. But the best one of all... Another day, walking in circles, haunted by memories, I push on this wheel. I pray to Kram, grant me revenge, and help me to answer the riddle of steel. A shy little boy, I couldn't protect them Helpless and timid, as weak as a girl They butchered my people, the dogs ate my father My mother beheaded, they took my whole world Are they all produced by the, yeah, they're all produced by the same person, right? Yeah, the guys who Legoland Yeah, yeah well, that's just YouTube handle Alright, well, we'll have to put that in the show notes too Maybe I'll just give you a link to his page and you can you can view them at your own pleasure. Measure. Right. <laughs> and um, on his uh, his featured video on his front page appears to be a cat playing a keyboard. So yes, this is uh, YouTube. How about you, Elton? Anything else? Uh, I think I'm wiped out at the moment. I'm still recovering from Matt saying that he likes cowboys. <laughs> I love cowboys. Well, who doesn't? Who doesn't love cowboys? I don't know. Put your hands up. <laughs> We got to the that time of the evening where we need to decide on a, a title for the show. Yes, I think so. Yeah. So we've got Armageddon always comes after Deep Impact. I like that. I love Cowboys. Um, <laughs> it's a bit incriminating. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys have any other ideas? Uh, all I can think of at the moment is the man playing piano on the, the piano ferry. <laughs> oh, of course. Um... Watch out for that piano. Beware of sliding pianos. Watch out, a piano! <laughs> that can work. I think I like uh, Armageddon always comes after Deep Impact. I am inordinately pleased with it. You, you <laughs> smutty, smutty people. I'm disgusted. If I had a phone, I'd slam it down. There you go. <laughs> oh, but I bet that Armageddon didn't come after Deep Impact. But it always does. It's close enough. Right, well, that's the moral. Uh... If you fancy following us on Twitter or the Facebook, please go to the Facebook fan page, friend page, like page, whatever it is. And if you've got any news up there, then stick out there. If you've got any good websites, let us know on there. If you're a friend of McLean, hey, why not go download it on the computer next to you? And then go 
download our back issue on the computer next to that computer and then go around to your friend's house and download it on that computer as well and help us out and get us lots more listeners. You don't have to listen to it. <laughs> All you have to do is just download it. Hey, send a link to your friends. You can do that on your iPhone's things. I know that. And then get them to do it. And then we'll have millions of followers and that would be wonderful. They can listen. It's okay to listen. Well, thank you guys for listening to today's show. You can find all the other stuff at bombastpodcast.podbean.com. You can send us emails as you need to at bombastpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Elton on Twitter at Elton McManus, all one word. You can follow me at SHC1970. And Mr. Colleen, what's your current Twitter ID? Uh, it is Matt underscore Colleen. But I have been extremely reticent in actually logging on and typing stuff. Yeah, myself as well. It's kind of the same thing for me. This is kind of like the, the first internet activity I've engaged in that's uh, involved like other real-life people. What, using Twitter or podcasting? Like, podcast, Twitter. I mean, I've been Facebooking it a little bit, but that's only really accepting friend requests because I'm, I'm ever so popular. Yeah. yeah. In between all your chat roulette sessions... Oh, for sure. I, I love that. Yes. The website. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we will see or talk to you dedicated listeners sometime soon in about a week. Thanks for listening today. And that's today's show. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. And I'll catch you all later. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Don't know why I wave. I love cowboys.